Hey guys, this is Stacy from Must Do Disney and VO Buzz Weekly. You are listening to Stories of the Magic and it is awesome. Don't miss it. Welcome to Stories of the Magic, an unofficial Disney podcast with your host, Randy Crane. Hear stories from Disney cast members, Imagineers, artists, and more right here on Stories of the Magic. And now, here's your host, Randy Crane. Welcome to Episode 66 of Stories of the Magic. I'm Randy, your host. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we continue our interview with Stacy J. Aswad from Must Do Disney. Last time we talked about what it's like for her to be a part of people's Walt Disney World vacations, and a lot of behind-the-scenes type stuff about the top seven must-sees and must-do Disney hosting jobs. Now that's right where we pick up this time. And no matter how many times you've seen Stacy or heard interviews with her, I guarantee you'll hear something new in this one. As I mentioned in the previous episode, you may notice that this one is a little shorter than usual. The total interview is actually almost an hour, which is right on the cusp of to split or not to split. Since I'm really trying to keep each episode to a manageable length, I decided to split it for you. Even though we talked for an hour, I still didn't get to about half of my questions, though. So if you enjoy these episodes, please let us know, and we'll see what we can do about Noncore. In this episode, Stacy talks about... If there was anything she had to shoot that kind of did freak her out. The full story. We gave you the lead-in last time. This is the full story. Stacy also threw down the gauntlet and challenged me to something. If there was anything she had to shoot that was more fun than she expected. When and how the voice acting part of her career began and what she loves about it. What was really cool for her about recording her first audiobook. Some of her favorite accents and dialects where some of her voices come from, and whether she creates characters for each one of her voices. The biggest misconception about voiceover, and the challenge that relates to it. Why she wanted to create her show VO Buzz Weekly. Taking risks. Her advice to you for following your dreams. And of course, shameless plug time. Including how you can get an autographed picture of her, and help end animal cruelty and homelessness at the same time. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you, my listeners, the chance to check out their service. Choose from titles like In the Shadow of the Matterhorn by past guest David Smith and my book, Faith in the Magic Kingdom, both narrated by talented narrator and voice actor and co-host of the Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland podcast, Al Kessel. Or you can choose Revolution, the 60s trilogy, book two, written by Deborah Wiles and narrated by Stacy. To download your free audiobook today, go to storiesofthemagic.com slash audible. Again, that's storiesofthemagic.com slash audible for your free audiobook. Now, a brief word from a fellow podcaster and friend, and then it's time to turn the page and continue this story. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. 
The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your Anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over the counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and Blackberry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com And now, this week's interview on Stories of the Magic. Was there anything that you've had to shoot for the top seven must-sees or must-do Disney, either one, that you were kind of freaked out to do at first? Well, let's see. The famous Summit Plummet... That for me was just a very odd experience because I remember climbing all the stairs and walking up there going, okay. And then when I got there, I'm looking around and I'm like, really? So I just sit down, I cross my ankles on my arms and I just, I just, that's it. I just lay back. There's no strap. There's no bell. I'm like, really? And I'm looking at this this very nice cast member, you know, it's, it's very early in the morning and he's just looking at me like, Oh, please. I'm barely awake. But, <laughs> but I'm like, dude, seriously, that's all he goes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. At three times, three times. Mm-hmm. That was like the most intense five seconds times three. That's intense. Have you done it? I haven't. I actually haven't made it to the water park oh. yet. Well, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah. That's intense. That is a very intense experience. It looks intimidating. It it really goes by so fast, but you literally are sitting there, and while you're sitting there, because of the steepness of it, you cannot see your feet. And you're thinking, okay, my feet were here when I got here. And I'm <laughs> like, uh, where did my legs go? And so then you just go, okay, and you just lie back, and it just takes you, and off you go. And it is, it's something else. I highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that was really intense because there's no, there's nothing. You're not in a car. You're not in a clamshell. You're just in this little chute. And there you are in all your little watery glory. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty right. cool. You, the water, the fiberglass, and yeah. gravity. And your bathing suit that's hopefully going to stay on. <laughs> right. <laughs> was there anything whether it was something that was kind of scary at first or not, just anything that you've had to shoot for it that ended up being even more fun than it looked like it was going to be? Um, well, Expedition Everest, I was kind of like, okay, all right. But I love how there's the forwards and the backwards and the darkness and the light and the cold. And that one, it was a really nice, pleasant surprise of how many different 
textures and sounds and and colors it had because I kind of thought oh okay it's okay I kind of thought well maybe it'll just be sort of rocky or kind of turbulent but but it, that was a really nice surprise I really liked that and what else you know rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith I mean I love Aerosmith I really do I love rock and roll mm-hmm. I love roller coasters hello no um, <laughs> cheap very cheap but that one just blew my mind I love it and I had to ride that several times in a row and I just I could just loop that thing oh my gosh that launch and it just I love it and it's funny because sometimes when I'm driving on the freeway out here at night and I've got music on I do sometimes have little flashbacks because it kind of reminds me of driving in LA yeah from what I've heard the layout like the direction you go and the street signs and everything actually mirror the real route that you would take Yep, it totally does yeah Disney does not do anything halfway my friend that's true um but it's great but I do sometimes if I'm it's if it's at night and I've got my sunroof open and uh the music's playing and I'm not on my phone because I don't do that but I do find myself having like little flashbacks as long as you don't go upside down that's good yeah that would be that would be unfortunate (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually have more Disney stuff, but I wanted to talk about some other things too. So maybe I'll save other Disney stuff for another time unless there's a story you're just dying to tell that I didn't ask about. Then otherwise we'll come back to those another time hopefully cuz I know there's a couple other things happening in your life right sure, now. Sure, whatever. I've got time, so go where you want to go. This is your show. I understand that you're not only a host, and you've actually talked about this a little bit already, you're also a voice actor. Mm-hmm. So when did that part of your career begin? I did a little bit, a very little bit, a few radio commercials before I moved out here when I lived in North Carolina. But that really came to be when I moved out here because I moved out to L.A. with an absolute mission that I was coming out here for on-camera work and in order to broaden my possibilities for work and I just actually was really interested with voice acting I'm coming to one of the hubs for it so let me get involved in that as well and so you know I grew up listening to radio dramas and my parents you know loved masterpiece theater and so I was always fascinated with how you could listen to a story and it was so vivid and so exciting so I wasn't completely informed about the business as I am now, but I just knew that that was a stream that I wanted to jump in. So when I got out here, I would say would be when that really went full throttle. And so I, you know, I get cast in opportunities for commercials, video games, announcing. I do a lot of promos and within voiceover, there are many different facets. I just did an audiobook for Random House. And so there's various areas of voiceover that's not just, um, you know, when you say voiceover or voice acting, there's so many different umbrellas that pop up. Mm-hmm. But I love it because it's a really great challenge because you have to be able to tell the story. You have to be able to express the character or whatever it is you're doing just with your voice. And no one can see you, so if you make a funny face, who cares? You have to be able to really express it. So it's a really cool challenge, and I... And I love that I get to play a mouse, a eight-year-old boy. Uh, you know, I mean, things that you would not be able to do were it on camera. And also, I, I just I love that it's about really your talent, your creativity, and not how you look, because obviously on camera, 
I love the challenge of it, but there's a lot about it that's just so wacky. And you're too much of this. You're not enough of that. How are you aging? Are you putting on weight? Are you losing too much weight? Are you tan? Are you not? Is your hair the right color? Do your nails look right? I mean, there's just all these things that are so crazy that I love that with voiceover, it's really about how you can interpret whatever it is. And it doesn't matter if you're tall or short or green or blue. So I I like that my career is not how I look or how I age or, um, you know, because that's a reality. And I would like to work for a very long time. And so I like that I've got a diversified component there. And and it's nice because my dancing feeds my on-camera, my on-camera feeds my voiceover, my voiceover feeds my on-camera. So it's all very harmonious and they each benefit each other in in different ways so everyone's on the same team right within that overarching umbrella of voice actor or voiceover is there any of those pieces that you enjoy doing more than any of the others well i really love doing promo and announcing i like the pace of it i like that it's timed down to the tenth of a second they need something in 13.2 seconds or 10.4 seconds so I love the challenge of that and how precise and exact it is and you have to be really full and really connected but you have all these other challenging parameters I really love challenging myself so that's an area that I really love and and in-show narration you know like when you're watching a show like on HGTV or History Channel or you know and you hear that person narrating I love I love that. Uh, I just did my first audiobook for Random House that just came out in July. And that was a really cool experience because I got to play a 12-year-old girl from Mississippi, and it was read from her perspective. And so that was really cool because I'm in this booth by myself for like two and a half days. Well, they gave me a break. I went for like six hours. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm still there. Help me. They won't let me out. Um and I was responsible for bringing this story to life in the audiobook. And I had to play the different characters that she encountered and her family and her friends. And, and it was in the civil rights summer. So there was all this actual historical true story things that were happening in the, in the civil rights movie at that time. So it was really cool because I, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I said, okay, well, they cast me, so they must have heard something, and I'll just go with it. And the director, Art Insana, was amazing, and he really just let me tell the story. And I literally, for like two and a half days, I was this 12-year-old girl from Mississippi. Her name was Sunny, and it was just a really neat experience. It was like doing a one-woman show and bringing the author, Deborah Wiles, beautiful story to life. That was a very cool thing. I, I, I don't know that I'm, I mean, I never know what I'm going to do, but I would certainly like to do more audiobooks because I thought that was really fascinating. And it was a young adult title, which I think with my vocal range was really good. And I, and I liked just the subject matter. So that's an area I really like. Okay. But I, again, I love doing tomorrow. I'm doing stuff. I have this whole campaign with Mario Lopez for Nescafe Dolce Gusto, the coffee maker. So when you see that infomercial or that commercial, I'm the one saying, you know, order now, call 1-800-555. I love doing that, you know. I really like diversity. I love doing different things every day. And 
and challenging myself um, and not necessarily knowing exactly what's going to happen, but having to just trust in myself and trust that I've been working and doing my side of it, that I will be able to handle what's thrown at me. Right. I understand that part of what you do in that that you enjoy is accents and dialects, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Do you have any of those that you enjoy the most or that are most natural or most challenging, whatever? I do. I mean, I love to talk. I love talking like, you know, a New Yorker. Um, that's like really, really fun for me. Whether it's Brooklyn or Long Island, it depends because there's differences. You know, I love the Southern stuff. I love it. Um, it's so great when I live there. And I, whenever I go back there, it's like I have to talk like this. I can't help it. You know, I love British and there's some things that are very organic for me and some things that I, I'm a quick study. So if I know I have to do Irish or I have to do Yiddish or I I can, I'll study it and I can really kind of tap into it. And some things will stick and some things I will kind of lose, but I have a pretty good arsenal of ones that really are, I can just pop in and those are fun because I like to try to find a home for them, whether it's in an animation or a video game. Like I love to kind of try to find a place where I can put them and all my stuffed animals growing up had voices and names. And so sometimes I'll go, Oh, that's tip or that's miss crooked. And I'll kind of tweak it based on what they're asking for. But I guess I've had voices in my head for a long time. (laughs) For some people, that's a problem. You get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've been kind of preparing for this my whole life without knowing it. And my family, my dad is so funny and has always been just a great improviser, still is. I mean, he can take an improv to a level you can't even imagine and accents and dialects. And my mom is so funny and my sisters were all really kind of zany. So it's cool because we have a lot of fun and we, we really entertain ourselves. We didn't have cable growing up, but thinking about it, we didn't really need it. Right. You were your own cable network. (laughs) Thinking about uh, when you had Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon on VOA Weekly just recently, Mm -hmm. uh, which I loved that episode, or episodes, actually, both parts. Episodes 125 and 126, yes. They're just the loveliest couple. They really are. I'm hoping they get to talk to them someday soon. And I remember Bill saying that when he does a voice that, you know, he creates this character to go with it. Mm-hmm. When you have these different voices that you've done, do you do the same thing? Or is it just kind of Irish person number one, child number three, you know? Well, I try to get as literate. I try to get as much of a backstory and as much of a connection as possible. Because literally, when you audition many times they'll listen to the first sentence or the first four words or so you have to grab and you have to have something memorable or something that they go whoa what was that so you know the the misconception I think about voiceover is that people go well I can do it because I can read well it's not reading because if you sound like you're reading that's not good voice acting So the challenge is whether it's even if it's in a commercial for Target, maybe you're a young frazzled mom, maybe you're a dad who's staying home from work because your child's sick. Like you, even in a commercial, there's a character. So it's not just about a funny voice. 
or an accent sometimes. You might be speaking in a natural conversational tone, but it's really about cutting through so that if someone's listening to their TV or you know trying to get them to not walk out of the room or they're, they, they don't switch the channel on the radio station. So you have to really make it something that pops out that really grabs somebody and goes, hey, I wanna listen to this. And you know the challenge is a lot of times, sometimes you get one line or two lines or three words and it's like, okay, how am I gonna tell a story with that? But it really is a story. It really has to have some kind of interpretation. And a big thing is kind of imagining who am I talking to? Where am I? Is it dark? Is it cold? Am I on a mountain? Am I in a cave? Am I talking to two people? Am I talking to 200 people? Because that changes how you would deliver. So I really just try to get as much information as I can. And if I don't have the information given to me, then I make choices and I do what my instincts tell me to do. And, and the more I do it, the longer I do it. And even in my life, I just honor my instincts because they're always right. And it may not get me the part, but it might make it memorable. It might make me memorable for something else. But if nothing else, I know if I honor my instincts that I will have done my job well and I didn't beat myself out of it. You know, they might not hire me, but I know at least I put something on that MP3 that was awesome. You've done your part to deliver the best product, if you will, that you possibly can. Yeah, because there's so many elements that you just cannot control. You cannot control. I mean, for example, there was a this whole fitness campaign for on camera that I was up for and I was down to like me and and two other people. And I found out through a friend who had worked with this director on something else that I didn't get it. And I thought I was getting it, but I didn't get it because it, the client's wife got it. And so it's like one of those things where, and I'm so happy for her, and clearly that's, she needed to get it. But there's so many things that you can't control. And so unfortunately, this career is not something linear like many other occupations where if you do your time, if you have your skills, if you put in the hours, you will get a job. It doesn't work like that for what I do in any areas of what I do because you could be the most talented, you could have done the best job at the audition, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get it. And so that's kind of the injustice that you sort of have to be at peace with because there's so many elements that are out of your control in politics and um, especially when you're working with television networks and movie studios. I mean, there's so many layers of things that you don't even know about or you even if you know about them, you have zero power to control. So for me, like you, writing your wonderful book and doing your podcast, creating my show Vio Buzz Weekly was was really exciting because I love doing things that I can create and and build that are not that are not at all under anyone else, an agent, a union, a client, that that really I am I'm the producer. So I really I love that. Mm -hmm. It keeps it in balance for me. Right. That's good. Yeah, and that's important. You need to have, I think, some of both of those. Mm -hmm. At least most of us do. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been really kind of entrepreneurial and just very like, oh, everyone's going that way. Interesting. Well, what's over there? And I get my machete out and I hatch through the uncharted. I'm not afraid to try something. I'm not afraid to go, hey, this is going to be harder. It's going to take longer. But you know what? Chances are. I'm going to be stronger, bigger, better, brighter from having the experience. So 
I definitely, The Road Less Traveled is one of my favorite books and it's something that I definitely tend to gravitate towards in my life is that I, I, I'm not afraid to blaze my own trail and maybe go against what everyone else is doing or what people think I should do because I really stay true to my, my heart and my, and my voice. I kind of live in my heart more than my head and I trust my heart. And when my heart and my gut say, this is what we need to do, I usually go with that because I think your head can talk you out of a lot of things, your dreams, your goals, your passions, because you go, oh, that's too hard or that's too big or that's too much. And, and I think when you, at least for me, when I follow my heart, I usually am on the right track. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a great lead in to what's be going to be the second to last question okay. because we're bumping up against the clock here. But a lot of people listening have their own dreams. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's to work for Disney or to be a voiceover artist. Maybe it's something else completely unrelated to any of those things, but they're afraid. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they've even forgotten that they had a dream once. People told them that it was stupid or Mm -hmm. that they couldn't do it or something. And so they've just pushed it away and forgotten it. Yeah. What advice do you have for that person? Well, I think for those people getting really still and quiet and trying to find a way to reconnect with that part of you that, that had that dream or that idea. Um, and whether it's going into nature or writing in a journal, I've always written in journals. I love that. Cause I feel like when you put something down on paper, it's a different level of accountability. It's a different level of consciousness about it than just going, yeah, I want to do that. You can say a lot. You can say any words. I can say I'm a supermodel. I can say I'm an astronaut, but it doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. But I think when you really have to put things down on paper, I'm a big list maker. I love, I have this vase that I call it my God vase. And I, I write things down on it, my hopes, my dreams, my worries, my wishes, and I write them down and I put them in that. And then I just, I fold them in there and I just leave them in there. And I don't look at it every day. I don't, but then occasionally I will go back and I'll look in there. And I'll say, huh, look at that. It happened. Or this doesn't bug me anymore. This isn't scary for me anymore. And so I think that for me, it works to make lists, to write in my journal, to just take that time with myself to be connected to my spirit and to what really makes me tick. And at the end of the day, no one can take from you no dream, no passion, no idea. They can't take anything from you that you don't allow them to. And so I think we we sometimes are our own worst enemy as far as just giving away ourselves and our dreams. And I think that anybody listening who's maybe on the fence about something, leap in the net will appear because what's the worst thing that could happen if you dream big and you don't quite get your biggest dream, you're still going to get something amazing. Chances are. And I think the regret of wondering, gosh, could I have done that? Could I have been that? Would that have worked out? I think that just keeps you sort of in this weird place where you're not really living your life fully because you're thinking about what could have happened versus what actually did happen. And even if you don't realize the dream, you still didn't fail because at least you tried and you got back up and you went, oh, okay. And chances are even the trying of it, you learned something and maybe you discovered something better that you wanted to do or that you were great at, but you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't even tried. That is wonderful, beautiful advice. Hey. 
it's definitely it's a couple of things, some of that I've experienced too. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. You're I know welcome. there's people who need to hear that. Well, you listen, and I tell myself every day, because I get told no more than I get told yes. And <laughs> so I always just say, you know, the things in my life that really matter the most about me and about my life, no one can take from me. And at the end of the day, when you're in your rocking chair at 120 years old, when you think back on your life, I mean, what are you going to think about? And what are you going to measure? How are you going to measure your life as what was important? And um, do you know that poem, The Dash by Linda Ellis? Yes. Yeah. That for me, I just adore. And I really think when you think about the dash in your life, and if you know what I'm talking about, you're born in this day, dash, and then you die this day. And what did you do with your dash? And I just, I love that because I think it puts it into a totally different perspective, how you live your life. When you think about at the end of your life, how did you spend your dash? What did you do in between those years and what really mattered? And I love the part where it says, for it matters not how much we own the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. And I just think that's so, so true. And I know that you have challenges and there's times when you have those lean years and you think, I got to scrounge in the car seat to find the quarters to put gas in my car. We've all had those times and you'll always make money and you'll lose money and you'll make more and you'll lose it again. But really, when you strip it all down, what is the most important thing? And, and I think that that really can give, at least for me, it gives me a sense of fearlessness and feeling of every moment is an opportunity because no one's promised a hundred years of life. So how are you going to make every moment count? Because you just don't know how many you have. And I think it just, for me anyway, puts it into a different perspective about what's important, what really is worth getting annoyed about, what's really valuable to spend your time doing. Right. Focus on those things mm -hmm. and yeah. let the rest take care of itself. Yeah. And it always does. You know, sometimes I mean, don't you find when you stop trying so hard sometimes, that's when the best stuff happens because you get out of the way. Mm -hmm. you just, you're just being. You're not doing. You're just being. And sometimes just being creates such amazing things versus trying to do everything all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I have experienced that too. You're right. Okay, so last question for, for this time. Uh, and that is what we call here on the show shameless plug time. <laughs> Anything you'd like to mention or promote where people can connect with you online? Oh, I, I thought you were going to shamelessly plug yourself. <laughs> yeah, you get to sit and listen. I thought I was just going to be applauding for you. No? <laughs> we could do that too if you want, but it's not what I had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My shameless plug. Let's see. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Stacy J. Aswad, S-T-A-C-E-Y-J-A-S-W-A-D. I'm on Facebook, and I'm not snobby, but I really don't do my personal page a lot. So I have a host, Stacy J. Aswad page, and that's really the best place to get me on Facebook. And I try to put what's going on with me and, and just tell people they're awesome. And um, my website, stacyjaswad.com, has a charity tab that if you want to help save animals and and help end animal homelessness you can get an autographed personalized picture from me and 
that every penny will go to various rescue groups and organizations that help with animal homelessness and cruelty prevention. And my web show, VOBuzzWeekly.com. It's free and it's wonderful. And even if you don't want to be in voiceover, it's a really cool way to find out about what patterns and behaviors successful people inhabit to get them where they are. And so it's a fun, it's, we have a lot of fun, but it's also, it's really cool to hear how people got where they are and what they do. And so we interview all different people from all different areas of the entertainment business. It is a really good show. Oh, thanks. And we had Jim Foray on, and we had Bill Farmer, and Bill Rogers, and Camille Dixon, as you mentioned. So there are there are people that are are Disney Disney related, but it's cool. I mean, I I've gotten so much out of it as a host, as a performer, and just as a human being. I mean, being able to really sit down with people, and and we just try to keep it really real, and um, we just let people tell their story, and it's really cool to hear people how they persist, how they got up from rejection, how they continue to evolve and grow. That's something that's universal no matter what occupation or what path you're going down. So I really love that. And we have viewers all over the world and people are really digging it. So it's something I'm really excited to be connected to. Yeah. And I'm going to put links to all of this in the show notes so people can go there and click right through to everything. That's very kind. Did I plug shamelessly? You did. I'm proud of you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much. I don't think I forgot anything. I'm on LinkedIn. Woohoo. Okay. (laughs) Can't leave that out. Can't leave out LinkedIn. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on on the show, Stacey. I've really enjoyed this and hopefully we can do it again and cover even more territory. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Randy. I appreciate your patience for my crazy schedule and I wish you all the best and continued abundance because you're doing such a great job. And thank you so much to everyone who listened. That brings us to the end of this week's show. A special thank you to Stacy J. Aswad for being my guest, and to you for listening. I'm working on a couple different interviews right now, and I don't know which one will be ready first, so you'll just have to come back next time to see what terrific guest we have for you. Speaking of terrific guests, I suggest you check out a couple of recent episodes of the Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast, hosted by previous guests on this show, Kyle Crocker. In Season 4, Episodes 4 and 5, he interviewed skipper Don Bobbs, who recounts highlights from his 16 years working at Disneyland starting in 1968. That's right, he covers some of the 60s, all of the 70s, and into the 80s. It's a fantastic two-part interview, and if you like this show, I think you'll really enjoy those episodes. You can get to them at storiesofthemagic.com slash skipperdon1. That's S-K-I-P-P-E-R-D-O-N, the number one, and storiesofthemagic.com slash skipperdon2. If you're currently doing something because of your love for Disney... You've written a book, blogging, writing or performing music, art, whatever it is, and you want to tell people about it and why it matters to you, I want to hear from you. I also still want to talk to and hear from people who have worked for Disney. And if you're a Disney guest of any Disney experience and had an encounter or an interaction with a cast member that made some extra Disney magic, or had any special Disney experience you want to share, or give a compliment or a thank you for anything Disney's done, I'd love to hear from you, too. In all of these cases... Email me at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call the listener feedback line at 
1-2-3 story and tell me about your experience. If you love Stacy and seeing must-do Disney is one of your must-dos, call or email and tell her. As I hope you've noticed, whenever I ask anything of you financially on this show, I provide something in return. Improved audio quality on the podcast, my book, etc. Well, today I'm asking for your financial support, and honestly, all you're going to get out of it is a tax deduction. And the satisfaction of knowing you've made a difference in the lives of children. For my 10th year, I've made a commitment to raise desperately needed funds for our local children's hospital by participating in the Chalk Walk in the Park. The Chalk Walk is Chalk Children's Hospital's most important fundraiser, raising $2 million every year for the care, education, and services of children in our community. Please help me help Chalk. My goal is to raise at least $350, and with your help, I know we can do it. To donate any amount, please visit storiesofthemagic.com slash walk2014. The walk is coming up on October 12th, so there's not a lot of time. Subscribe to Stories of the Magic in iTunes, the Xbox Music Store, on the website, or you can hear Stories of the Magic while on the go with Stitcher Smart Radio. If you like the show, please rate and review Stories of the Magic in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else you listen to the show and can rate it. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, visit storiesofthemagic.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this or any episode. While you're there, check out the show notes for useful links from each episode, too. Like the link directly to Stacy's host page on Facebook and the other places that she is online, including VO Buzz Weekly. Speaking of ratings and reviews, I did have somebody leave a rating, but since the last show, I didn't see a review to go with it, but I did see a rating, so whoever you were that left that, thank you. Like the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash stories of the magic. Follow the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash stories of magic and tweet out that you're listening. Pin it on Pinterest, plus one on Google Plus. Tell your friends about the show. Keep letting others know that you're listening so they can join in the magic too. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Stories of the Magic. There will be other days and other stories. And this tale is finished. You've been listening to Stories of the Magic with Randy Crane. If you have feedback, want to share a story of your own, or even be a guest on the show, write to Randy at podcast at storiesofthemagic.com or call our listener feedback line, 734-23-STORY. And don't forget to visit the website, storiesofthemagic.com for show notes from this and every episode and to leave your comments. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, live your dreams and make the magic in your world. Well, that's it, everybody. We combed four theme parks, two water parks, and the downtown Disney area to bring you the must-do Disney attractions and entertainment at Walt Disney World that you, well, must do. Thanks for watching Must Do Disney, everyone. I'll see you later, and have a great time doing it.